0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. I'm John Burke, and with me from across the pond is Matt Hudson from whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Matt, how's it going, sir? Doing very well, my
1: friend. The run-up to Christmas is very much underway now. I'll tell you something, John. Without you, I'm feeling a little blue. Oh, No correlation to that. anything there, but you know, it's
0: Not feeling a little blue. blue. We are only a few days away from Christmas, but we are yes, a week into the Avatar, The Way of Water, run in the box office. Um, this is the movie we're here to talk about tonight. And I think I think Avatar deserves us just kind of jumping right into it. Um, it's but a big film. A little context. So I, as listeners probably know, I also teach high school film. And when I first started teaching it, it's was, it was been about 10 years now. And I was teaching it as TV production at first and slowly – expanded and dove into film. And that's why Burke reviews even got started Um, early on. uh, I made some posters in my classroom and I had a bunch of directors and like underneath the director was a list of their movies. And I had, you know, I I went looking for like Oscar winning directors. And so I had James Cameron and the picture I found of James Cameron was from, I think his Titanic wins and he's holding like multiple Oscars in his hands and he just looks real smug. And well,
1: nothing's changed.
0: (laughs) No. um, And kind of as a joke, I like railed against him as a director. Like I yes, like okay. the students would have thought we had like a personal vendetta. Um, and it was mostly, I have never felt that uh, obviously box office does not translate to quality, but it always bothers me that the highest grossing film of all time was avatar at the time. Keep in mind, this is before endgame, game. And I know it's, it took the, the it back because it re-released multiple times, but It's never sat well to me that the Avatar was uh, the highest grossing film. And so I made it like this joke with my students. But for a while, I was like, in their eyes, this person who hated Avatar. Um, And I didn't love Avatar, but I I didn't hate it. I I, I put on this persona. Um, I did revisit it when they re-released it this year. uh, I think it was back in October. And I had a, I, I can't deny it. It was a lot of fun to watch. I still think it's lacking in some areas and I don't think it, Deserves to be the highest-grossing film of all time, even though we we're conceding that it doesn't translate to quality. It just it feels like there are so many other movies that should have that title, mm. and it's it makes me sad that we we kept rewatching Avatar and not something else, something with well, more and substance. On your point as
1: well, Cameron. I mean, I'm sure we'll mention James Cameron. And I know you did on the recent Violet Night episode that. James Cameron is, you know, he's he's outspoken. He's shy and retiring. We know, we all know that. But I think you'd be hard pressed—not you, I think everybody—it would be hard pressed not to look at his filmography and think, ah, "You're re- you're very annoying, Cameron, because you you do rub people up the wrong way." But damn, it's not a bad, it's not a bad body of work. Um, no. The Abyss, Aliens, Terminator, uh, True Lies, Titanic, um, even Avatar. Obviously, like you say, the biggest film of all time. The guy knows how to make films that make money and win awards that's kind of his his stick now um of course there are you know caveats to those films which i'll mention when we start talking about the film a bit more but I, i'm with you jb i, I look at james cameron it, it's very hard because he is because he's so brash and he's so confident which isn't yeah. a bad thing i want to say that you know if there are other people out there who are like that it's not a bad thing but he can but he backs it up you know his his record speaks for itself even if people well, don't like the films it's hard to deny his impact yeah. and his legacy
0: and there are two podcasts that made me really turn around a little bit on cameron as mm-hmm. far as this kind of joke feud i had with him again that he knew <laughs> nothing about but um one was uh blank check they they did his filmography a while back um i listened to all of the blank check episodes so i, I listened to the cameron stuff i rewatched the some movies i hadn't seen in a while um i watched a couple i hadn't seen um but then the the blockbuster podcast, which uh, yes. did two seasons, they did the James Cameron season and they did the um, Spielberg slash George Lucas season. That was great, and I really wish they would come back. Um, I love both of the seasons, and if you if you don't know what that podcast is, listeners, it's uh, like a radio show. Like they're actually playing James Cameron and like reenacting moments from his life, mm-hmm. um, including the uh, the notorious PCP uh, soup debacle oh, while filming Titanic. Um, yeah. Excellent production value on that podcast. And so, so good. And that gave a lot of insight to him as a person, like his, uh, his issues to make his father proud, which I think you really see a lot in way of water. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Like a lot of those things translate and it, it makes you appreciate his story a little more. Cause I think there is this kind of mechanical coldness and you hear the stories about him being kind of a hard ass uh, on set and stuff like that, which I've now heard some counter ideas though, with how he directed way of water. Um, I, I've heard he's maybe toned down a little bit. Um, some of the, uh, the edginess. Um, I, did,
1: I did see that he flipped off for an audience the other day who just wanted to get his autograph, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he'd been doing. He'd obviously had a busy day. He came out the back door and there were people there, you know, as you, as there are. Hey James, can we have your autograph, please? Uh, he just walked past them, got into his car and a few of them started booing him and saying, um, and started being, uh, saying some unkind words. So he, you know, rolled the window down. shoved them the birdie and drove off which it's just cameron being cameron i guess like you say he's you know he 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 is a he is a hard ass but if he's toned down somewhat for the way of water then that's interesting there's a little character arc there
0: and uh this episode this is unusual but i've actually listened to two podcasts about this movie at this point the film cast and blank check both covered (laughs) avatar the water usually i try not to like listen to other people's takes on things um but you know we i saw this a, saw while, a while like ago, yeah. two weeks ago i guess i don't remember for sure and so i was like all right i'm just gonna go ahead and listen to these two episodes No, no, i don't um, blame you
1: my friend i had COVID when the multimedia screenings were happening over here so i thought i would wait until um it dropped and i, I didn't see it on release night I, I i had some errands i had to do um so i couldn't see it release night and then i had my daughter that weekend and knowing how long the film is i thought i can't i can't like i can't squeeze this into an evening i need to yeah. dedicate an evening so i saw it a couple of days ago from recording now and i've uh, I, and like you i tried to stay away from s- as many sources as possible so i've managed to not yeah i have i've seen reactions online but i haven't seen any really listened to any shows or anything um so i'm interested to hear your kind of deeper thoughts and how mine kind of stack up to yours and and others as well
0: well let's get into the stats then avatar the way of water has dropped in theaters um you need to really do some research to where you should watch this movie it is uh <laughs> if you don't know this is a high frame rate film uh many sequences or shots are at 48 frames per second and the others are 24 frames doubled um yep. don't fully understand how that works but uh no not every theater can project that way. Not every uh, screening is going to be that um, from what I've heard, only Regal is telling you if it's in high frame rate or not at the certain times. I don't, uh, at least here in the States, I don't know if that's uh, true or if like someone just hyping up Regal, but I do know for a fact that if, when I look at my Regal, my local Regal, it tells me which one has high frame rate and which one doesn't. Okay. Um, so I know for a fact, that at least Regal is doing it. I don't know if they're the only ones doing it, but Um, I got to see this in Dolby 3D, which is my understanding the way it's supposed to be seen is like the best format for this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was high frame rate. Um, But there's IMAX 3D is usually going to have the high frame rate option. Again, it depends on your your theaters and whatnot. But uh, the way Cameron has designed it to be seen is in high frame rate. Um, (laughs) Mm. And it's, it's not just like one or two sequences. Like if you miss a Nolan IMAX screening, you may not even know that you missed it where of course, this movie's back and forth a lot. Apparently I didn't notice it, but if you listen to the film cast, Dave Chen uh, really goes into how it took him out of the movie. I didn't notice that it was going back and forth between 48 frames and 24 frames. That's just not, I guess how I see things. I don't know. There
1: were sequences. I noticed um, where in my eyes, could tell that this just felt, yeah. You know, there was a. I'm not an expert, so I'm trying to explain it, but everything just felt a lot more fluid, and it didn't feel as natural. And I think for mm. me, that was the higher frame rate shots shots.
0: Yeah, See, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I mm. don't know, but either way, written by, uh, it's directed by James Cameron. Obviously, we've been talking about him for a while. Written by James Cameron and Rick Jaffa, I assume. Um, the cast. We return with Sam Worthington as Jake Sully, the man we've been screaming for. Uh, we cannot get enough of Jake Sully. I not remember his uh, name. Uh, Zoe Saldana as Natiri, kind of. She's in here somewhat. Uh, Sigourney yeah. Weaver as Kiri. I, I actually have no idea how to say a lot of these names, by the way. Stephen here Lang we as Colonel Miles Korich. Um I never knew his character name, by the way, never until I was listening to the podcast and I was like, what, who is that? Who are they talking about? I'm like, Oh, that's that guy's name. Never knew it was Korich. I still don't, I don't like, do they say that in the movie?
1: Yeah. Um, They just call him Korich a lot.
0: Uh, yeah, Kate Winslet as R- Ronald, Ronald, Ronald I'm not sure. Cliff Curtis, uh, uh, um, the only one I immediately recognized By the way, it, as great. an avatar, I'm like that's Cliff Curtis, right? Um, that dude's just got a a, a style. Uh, as yeah. to oh boy, Tono Wari. Uh, Joel David Moore as Doctor Norm Spellman. Kind of, he's also not in this a lot. CCH Pounder as Moat. There's a bunch of other characters in this movie. Yes. Like none of the kids are basically listed here except for Sigourney Weaver. Um but i couldn't they were just the cast list was insane so i just stopped trying yeah um sorry child actors who are in blue face uh apparently (laughs) though that's one of the things um cameron was excited about uh with the kid it's like i heard he was really good with the like the youngest kid um i don't know if this is on FilmCast or on blank check but that uh like he he made her contract where she didn't have to do any press um that's cool like so she's not she like she's blue in the movie so like people don't even necessarily know who the actress is so she can kind of be obscure and not have to deal with all of the uh the Hollywood nonsense if she doesn't want to which Yeah that's is really real that's cool.
1: cool yeah
0: Um so uh IMDb synopsis of this movie I'm sure it's going to be really detailed Jake Sully lives with his newfound family formed on the extrasolar moon Pandora Once a familiar uh, threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with N'atiri and the army of the Na'vi race to protect their home. Um, Hmm. So 78% Rotten Tomato critic score, 94 audience score, 69 meta score, which feels more attuned. Um, 8.1 IMDb user score, 3.9 letterbox. Um, Currently theaters only. Uh, This is one of those movies where it, it is designed to be on a big screen. I and of course Matt and I feel like every movie's designed. But this of course. Cameron and like Cameron, Nolan, uh Villeneuve, Spielberg, their movies are meant for large format and none more so than Avatar the Way of Water. That he wants it in three D and uh I mean I have not cared to see a movie in three D in a long time. I I wanted to see this one in three D for sure. Um you've only seen it in two D, correct? I did. I, <laughs> I made a stand because um, I'm.
1: I was being a what did I call? It? I think a film snob, film critic snob. Where hmm. I said, "Well, I'm going to watch it." As I like, well, eventually, the way of water is going to come to come to Disney Plus or whatever, and you're going to have to watch it on the television. So eventually, that's going to become the the way to watch the way of water. So I just went and watched it in standard 2D. At uh, my local cine world huge screen uh wasn't really there wasn't anyone in it uh which isn't again necessarily a dig on the film but i was surprised by that big screen great sound so i got, for, as far as i'm aware as far as i'm concerned i got just as much out of it as if i'd watched it on another format because it, to me if i if i'm if i have to watch a film in 3d or i have to watch it in 4dx or whatever, then I don't know about that man um like I, I watched top gun maverick same in 2d to start with and then went back and watched it in imax and i got just as much enjoyment the second time but i wanted to see if um avatar and top gun can stand on their own merits without as much of the technical wizardry that's on show and i still got plenty of that in my showing
0: yeah well so I mentioned not not a huge fan of Avatar. I I do like it. I do think it's a, mm-hmm. a, obviously a brilliantly looking film. Yeah. I think the story is lacking. I I do think I think Sam Worthington is a good casting only because it allows us to project onto his kind of nothingness that he brings to the character.
1: He's very vanilla, um, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, and he, not much has changed here. Um, I I don't think he's bad here. I just again Jake Sully's kind of a nothing sandwich. Um, mm-hmm. I thought a lot of the new characters were a little more compelling, but there's so many of them. Um, there's a lot going on. And the, the two older brothers, uh, were, I could not keep up with who was who, uh, for a long time. (laughs) Um, there's a part like for a good chunk of the movie, there's a, a love story between the water tribe, uh, like, daughter, like, princess-type character and one, and one of the sons. I yep. was sure it was the older son because the, the second oldest son already had a bunch of stuff going on because he's, like, the trouble one. He's the risk-taker. He's the maverick, yes. if you will. And so I assumed, oh, well, the older one must have the love interest because that's his thing now. He's going to be – we're going to be rooting for him in this relationship and this other kid's – we're going to be rooting for him to, like, find balance with his dad – but no, it was the the younger of the two brothers was also in the love interest, and the oldest brother has like nothing to do, and that <laughs> threw me for the a huge loop because I was convinced that he was the one in the love story, and I was like, wait, same a minute. here. Uh, so good, uh, so clearly a problem with um, them just not being distinct enough. The names aren't very clear. Uh, this movie is good, ish. <laughs> like, I have I have no major complaints. Um, it's too long, which I don't, not because it's three hours. That's not my complaint. I saw Babylon. I don't, I, I don't know how much I could cut out of Babylon. Like, I'm just like, no, this needs, I, every minute I'm in it. I don't know what's happening. The first 45 minutes of Avatar, the way of water is what you've missed since the last time Avatar Mm -hmm. was on TV. Keep in mind, not a TV show. I'm making a very deliberate joke. This is the first 45 minutes is the The recap. recap and it's necessary because a lot has happened um in the story but it's also like it's so much dump of exposition i don't
1: think they did that i think they skimmed over an awful lot of the important moments that happened in yeah since the first film
0: and there's stuff that does it feels like a, a lot of video game like exposition. Um, there's a s- literal scene where uh, Stephen Lang's character from the first film is talking to his avatar form in this no. film and it just feels like a, a cutscene from a video game that was like haphazardly pieced together. <laughs> and I understand we need some explanation as to how it works because it is new technology, not the way it was in the original story. So like they've evolved and that makes sense. It's not It's not a it does it make sense issue. It's more like I almost feel if we just jumped in to the the second half, like it would be fine. Like we would, we would, you know, it's fine. Like I didn't see all the things. This is now happening. Jake has been the leader. They, they were doing well. The, the star people came back, whatever the heck they call them, They came back and that's where we're at. Let's just get right there. I don't need to know. Like I can see, oh, he has kids. I understand that they're a family. Like I don't need to see them becoming a family. They're a family. Like I get it. I don't fully understand the logistics of all of it, but... Um, those, all, know, the, yeah,
1: all the chemistry, all the biology, yeah. whatever, yeah.
0: Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, but, fine. Um, yep. Let's just jump in, because once we get to the Way of Water part of the movie, which I think... I can't remember for sure if the title card doesn't come on until they go to the Way of Water, or if uh, they just say, like, the... the Cliff Curtis character literally says you have to learn the way of water. I think I'm like, Oh, roll credits. Like that was a little too on the nose. Uh, but you know, uh, once they're in the water, once we get to that part, it's a thrill ride. Like there's so many cool sequences. The underwater stuff looks amazing. Especially I was very critical of Aquaman. I think it looks stupid in the water and not, not the movie as a whole. And I'm not saying the story is bad. I'm saying when they're just underwater, they look stupid. And I, I don't think that's, the movie fall i just think naturally we look dumb underwater because we don't belong underwater mm-hmm, yep. um and th- these these creatures and the navi here they do this this group especially but more cameron loves underwater stuff anyone who's followed his career knows that he like basically did titanic so he could go scuba diving pretty uh, not much. scuba diving uh submersible like, diving, whatever yeah yeah Um, and exploring the real wreck and everything. And he loves being underwater. He like, I hear he like he'll vanish for like six months at a time, like doing these dives and stuff. So the underwater stuff looks fantastic. It looks amazing. Uh, there's so many little touching moments. I mean, considering most of this film is CG, um, there are shots of that I would hang on a wall, like the shot where we're looking up at the whale creature thing. I don't remember what they're called and the kid. And there's like the sun is like directly over them, and they're like mm-hmm. in silhouette. It just looks like a a, a magnificent painting. Like it is gorgeous, uh, and that's true of a lot of the the individual frames in this film. You could probably pause at almost any point and like, oh, put that on a wall. It's gorgeous. Like, yep. it's a very pretty movie. Mm-hmm. The action sequences are really cool. Some some don't have the right tone. I don't think. Like, I think there's a whale hunting sequence that maybe has the wrong energy. Like we're it's it's i think maybe intentional. it pulls us in and like you kind of get sucked up into the excitement of it all but it's like terrifyingly awful like you're just like oh this is this is wrong and yeah. maybe that's the point maybe that like you get lost in the exhilaration that you forget how awful the thing you're doing is um and it, it was weird because jermaine clement's in the scene and like he should be the comic relief but he's not the comic relief and it's like why did you cast him And make him the straight man to this other guy's, like, the captain's, like, talking crap and making jokes. And I'm just like, it feels like Jermaine Clements right there. Like, shouldn't he do that? That's his whole thing. Like, that's his shtick. But um, overall, I I think the movie is entertaining. I think the action sequences are obviously in deft hands if you've seen a a Cameron action sequence. Um, This movie, though, does have a lot of Terminator 2 stuff in it. Uh, It has um uh, has a lot of titanic in it which was a bit kind of surprise um mm-hmm. i mean not totally but casting you know kate and then having a titanic-esque moment it was like Yep. it's
1: got um, moments from abyss from aliens yep, as well
0: yep yep which obviously this is this could have just been called avatars with a dollar sign at the end uh <laughs> and um but yeah and uh i was a little surprised um that there's like fast and the furious like family stuff i mean sully's like channeling vin diesel completely and he's just like we're a family I'm like yeah and what is, what is what are you getting at like i got that yeah 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 it, it's like okay dude yes family got it um do you know what that word means because it seems like family. maybe you don't like yeah. before i left earth i watched this franchise called fast and the furious and it's like where's the crossover i it's got to happen um but anywho uh i don't i think it's fine um it, i think it's still there's there's so much work that could be done to make this a outstanding story and i think Natiri not being as prominent as she is in the first film hurts um spider who i don't know who the actor is but mm-hmm. uh spider is the human slash avatar yeah Nabi he's he was
1: uh character. apparently left on the uh, moon of Pandora during the first film. And he's, he was raised in and around the Navi. So yes. he's, he's a human or a demon as they would uh, call him. But he, 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 he's just, they call him feral during the film. And I yeah. guess that's kind of a way of describing him.
0: There's stuff that w- I, I will say for spoilers with him. Um, yes. And I think part of my issue with Cameron's storytelling, um, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, 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 you know, I still don't think it needs to be three hours. And I was going to see this again because I'm off. I'm on vacation right now. And I was going to watch it again before recording. And I really just, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to sit in this world for like, I was, I never come late to a movie. And I was contemplating, I could just show up like an hour late. Yeah. Because I don't need <laughs> to see that first hour again. Like I, the, the, the fun That's stuff wrong. doesn't happen until two, you know.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, okay, The Way of Water. Like you, I wasn't... The Avatar, 2009's Avatar, it is good. It's a good film. It, it, it looked great at the time. Uh, it holds up for the most part now. And it's a solid film. Uh, it's taken 13 years to get to where we are now with a sequel. And in terms of the technology, James Cameron has used all 13 of those years to perfect the look of the underwater scenes and the film in itself frame rate aside. There, there are a few moments where you, you do, oh, I got taken out of it because of the frame rate issues or just some mm. odd CGI mainly, mainly due of the, mainly down to the, the ships that are in the film. Not all of them looked incredible, but uh, it's very, I, I can't have anyone say that this film does not look spectacular. It looks unbelievable. Like the underwater scenes look Uh, yeah honestly it's a feast for the eyes it's it's spectacular Uh, and you'll have yourself you'll pinch yourself watching it in the underwater scenes thinking is this real how much of this is real you know what what this can't be animated because it just looks so natural especially the fact that we're watching you know the navi and these uh and these uh sort of coven tribe cousins of theirs underwater they're not humans necessarily but it feels very natural seeing them underwater seeing all of the Uh, the weird and wonderful creatures and the sea life looked amazing. Do you know what I mean? It really felt like you were whisked away to this, this moon somewhere out there in the galaxy. It didn't just feel like they're in a, you know, a a water, a water studio, 20 miles down the road in, in Florida or in London. You know, it felt, it felt so immersive. The film though, JB, I wasn't a huge fan of the film. Um, uh, uh, It's not a bad film. It's not, not a bad film. This film isn't bad. For me, though, it felt soulless, John. And that's what hurt the film the most for me. It's, it's three hours and 12 minutes long or 20 minutes long. It, it felt almost at times like, like I think like you kind of partly alluded to, this feels like a two hour long film stretched out or two hours, two hours and maybe two hours, 10 minutes stretched out by another hour. And a lot of that for me was, you know, moments with the characters where they were, just interacting with their environment, or uh, you know, showing off this beautiful moon that they live in, and these the underwater shots. I think they looked incredible, but we spent so much time just with a lot of nothing that the the pacing for this film was you know, it's a very uh, imbalanced film for me. Uh, the action, yeah. some of it's decent, some of it isn't, like you said. No, um, but because you have so long stretches of nothingness punctuated by whether it be like a YA kind of story, uh human animal type story, family action, peril, uh, finding out what's happening with the RDA, the sky people. there's, there's, a, it's very bloated. It gets very, there's a lot going well, on. Um, one,
0: th- one I, thing I, I s- didn't say that I think is very different from this one. And the first avatar mm-hmm. is this one does feel like it's setting up the ones we know we're getting, we know we're getting for sure a third, probably a fourth, maybe a fifth maybe talk of even a sixth and seventh but it all will depend on money and um how it (laughs) does supposedly three is shot and uh there's some i think there's supposed to be like an out if he decides not to do four um like i think
1: think four i think they've started either writing or on kind of pretty early within the actual production of it i think
0: yes but i think there's a they have like a uh an edit for three where they can end it with three if they wanted to. So like this movie does feel like we're getting a lot of threads introduced. um, And the purposely left hanging, but that's still a little annoying because there's so much shoe leather in this movie. Like they're setting up so much that it is a lot. We're, we're getting stretched a lot and um, I don't mind those moments where we're sitting, but it is mostly because we're sitting with all the stuff, there's just so many things happening it, in this movie. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, there's there's an awful. idea. For me, it started to feel a little bit indulgent at times, and also, John, it, the, the characters. I don't find them very interesting. I think Sully. I think he's had a bit of an about turn from the character we saw in Avatar. I get that a decade has passed in universe, but it felt like a different character. Um, the like I say, the theory just she's just she's she's there at times, and then isn't, and I thought she was the, the heartbeat and the fire of the first film, whereas here she's not, you know, they, when they usually used sparing and they use it for kind of a more impactful moments, but I wanted to see more of Natiri. the kids, I, mean, I can't remember their names, I thought they were fine, uh, you know, good to move the plot along, uh, but I didn't find the, the, the characters particularly interesting and how they didn't explain a lot of you know, how certain characters come back or physics of the world. I thought it was, you know, it's very much like a somehow Palpatine return moment where it's like this happened. you know, we're going to spend so much time showing you how great this place looks. We're going to forget about story plot elements. We're going to forget about threads. We're going to forget about narratives. And that's what bugged. And that's what I knew was going to happen. And I I dreaded it, John. I knew this film was going to look great, but would fall short on the story. And to me, it really did fall flat. Cameron is not known for a dialogue, and he's got the guy I think who did Jurassic World Dominion to help him on this film, and mm. d- the dialogue is is awful in this. We don't even really get much Na'vi talk, which I found surprising. Um, oh, they, they, of,
0: they write that off.
1: Yeah, they kind of that, yeah they kind of hand wave it away by saying, "Oh yeah,
0: I've been here so long now, it's it's, it's the second nature." It's like Come it on, sounds guys. like English. I, That's I mean, right. You know what? Um, it was a, it was an innovative idea. Um, uh, yeah, at least
1: they kind of answered that question. But for me, it felt like the same film I've already seen, but just a lot wetter uh, and a bit less kind of avatar talk necessarily. Like The actual avatars that power the first film—it just felt like the same. Uh, the reasons for them again—we're not doing spoilers on the show. But the reasons for them moving from one part of the planet to another, the moon—I just didn't get it. I was like, "What? Well, I don't understand." Yeah, because you know there is no need what what's the next one going to be you know the the, the way of wind or something at one point the, the somebody actually says you know to you, i don't know where the way of water starts and ends yeah <laughs> i i felt that during it but um it's not a bad film john i i i have given it a thumbs down simply because it's 3 hours oh. over 3 hours long i didn't find it as compelling as it could be i didn't find the story great i didn't find the dialogue great i didn't find the characters particularly good it is yeah an absolutely delicious looking film. I think Simon Franklin's (laughs) score is superb taken over from the late great James Horner. Of course, I think, I think technically this is an absolutely mind blowing achievement and the score is wonderful. There's, it just, you know, for a film that posits itself as a prestige genre entry, I'm high. I'm, I'm holding it to those standards and it just, it fell flat for me, JB. And I'm not a hater. I hate that phrase, but I enjoyed Avatar the first film, for what it's worth. I didn't come into this wanting to be that guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to be the one who says it's not great. You know, I've seen mixed reviews on this, but, you know, I wanted it to be more than just spectacle. And we know James Cameron can do that. And there are moments of magic in this. Don't get me wrong. There are some yeah. moments in this, and not just with the visuals. There are some of that, that camera and magic is there. You know, the guy knows how to make films, but you know the late, the runtime got to me it did not need to be that long there was not enough to hold me like you said it does feel like a stepping stone to what will probably probably be quite a good third film actually considering where they've left off and some of the decisions that are made but um the, yeah, the one I'm thing not the biggest fan john
0: the name avatar definitely made more sense in the first movie where a, you know jake was projecting his mind into this new body yeah call um, it pandora or something but yeah, I, um, mean, I understand why now like you've locked into this title because people you want them to associate with the first film. Yeah, one, and you got
1: your subtitles now as well with it so
0: doesn't help that people were already confused because avatar the last airbender is yes, also a thing yes and now we have the way of water we have the forest navi which we didn't know were forest navi until this movie contextualized that there's different types of navi <laughs> depending on where they live uh so are we going to get like like mountain navi and uh maybe there's like i don't know lava navi i'm, and I'm like- not
1: against it i'm i'm absolutely uh, uh, they tried they expanded the law of pandora here and um yeah well, apparently so,
0: there's some comic books too that are I've, about- so I've
1: seen yeah which they look almost like graphic novels at times but i don't mind the law expansion i just found a lot of it was kind of you know things just happened because they did and well we you know just accept it and yeah look i don't always need to be handheld i don't need that but a lot of it here did feel a bit hand wavy you know you're here like like cameron says look you're here to for the spectacle you're here to be immersed in my world don't worry about the small details which actually make the bigger details better just enjoy what you're seeing and i I can't do i can't switch my brain off and do that john but i'd be happy to see mountain navi i'd be happy to see um yeah La- lava navi which is which is a mouthful or whatever or cave navi i don't know I'd, I'd be more than happy to see you know more of expansion and that's why i think they have set themselves up kind of for the next few films and cameron's given some hints at where he wants to go in the new films um and this film's hit nearly 600 million bucks already this film's going to make money it's, it's, it's going to be fine but i just wish i liked it more john i genuinely genuinely yeah. do
0: well, folks, that is our review of the avatar the Way of Water. I was just going to call it the Way of Water, but I <laughs> guess I have to put the avatar on there. Yes, you do. Um, we both think there's good to be had, but uh, results may vary. You know, you might think this, uh, maybe you only need it to look pretty to be good. We like a little more substance, so Matt and I, not total fans. I think you're slightly more up in it than I am. Just a little bit, but I also, I, I think I'm kind of not count like, I'm not, I'm countering my own expectations. I think people expected me to like be really harsh on it. So I'm like mm-hmm. trying not to do that. I don't want to fall Fair into off. like self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> um, but I, I did, uh, you know, it is, I, I find his style to be um, like surfing almost, you know, if you get on the wave, you're just kind of there for the ride, you know, nice I've pun. never surfed in my life. So that said, um, <laughs> let's move on to the next. I live in Florida, never surfed. Uh, let's go to chuffed headlines. Um, these are movie or pop culture news that caught our attention, uh, folks. Um, Matt stole my headline uh, that I gave him, but nevertheless, Matt, what's your headline for the week? I wouldn't be British if I didn't steal something that someone
1: from another country had. Mm. Um, I'm going to my, my one, my friend is from the Hollywood Reporter, as John well knows. And it is the news now that the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Scientists have unveiled its shortlist for the 2023 Oscars in 10 categories. So not all of them. We haven't got our best picture. It's, we're not at that stage yet, but we've got the the shortlist been whittled down from, in some cases, 100, 150 nominations down to 10, 15, maybe even five. Uh, and these uh, categories include best documentary, international feature, documentary short subject, makeup and hairstyling, the Suicide Squad Award, original score, original song, animated short, live action short, sound and visual effects and uh, a lot of people i've seen online have kind of misconstrued this as um you know the oscars have made some big mistakes along uh, here and why aren't why hasn't certain film this film been uh, nominated for certain things you know this is only 10 categories some may call the below the line categories there are 10 categories it's not all of them i have seen some people getting slightly upset by some of the omissions. Some people say snub, some omissions. I've looked at this list, JB. I won't go through all of them because like I say there's 10 categories, but yeah. I've looked at a list and I don't, I don't disagree particularly with anything. There's nothing here, which I think is to me egregious in the best original score. I know a lot of people are upset um, that the, the Batman. Batman Giacchino's score for the Batman wasn't, didn't make the cut. It was on the, sh- it was on the original shortlist of a hundred and something or 147. But it didn't make the final cut. And I, when it comes, and, and in terms of visual effects, which I think, well, I think it's pretty much locked in, what's going to win now? We've just spoken about it. Uh, a lot of people were upset that something like Fantastic Beasts or Jurassic World got in over RRR or the Everywhere, Everything Everywhere all at once. And do you know I mean? I, See, I, mean I think Everything Everywhere is going to be okay on the night when it comes to kind of major categories as well. Yeah. I would, have, would I, have, I think the thing it comes down to is two things. Firstly, would I have liked to have seen any of those nominated in short? Yes. I think Giacchino's score for the Batman is excellent. And yeah. I think everything everywhere and RRR are visual, uh, visual uh, wonders as well. But then I also, but then part two for me, JB is I look at the, look at these lists and think, what do I take out of that? And I'm looking at the original score and I've seen, I think all, but maybe one of those films, and you know i've I, there's not there's none of these i'm looking at and i think yeah i don't like that original song i would have liked to have seen one of the lyle lyle crocodile songs in there because i sing i sing yeah. along to them with my kid but um this and, and even the visual effects jb and sound there's nothing in there which i think yeah you don't it's not, deserve it, the wrong thing dr strange in the multiverse of madness and no, i don't think that looks particularly great but it's yeah. looked a lot better than Thor: Love and Thunder. So if we if we if we're going by the kind of blockbuster route, I'd rather have that in there than not. But I look at something like Doctor Strange and think I would like to see everywhere everything in its place. Yeah. And it's not because I preferred one to the other. But then I'm looking at the other films. The you know, Jurassic World Dominion wasn't a great film, but it looked good. You know, for me, I think it looked it looked good enough. Uh, nope, uh, was I, I thought the film was fine,
0: but it I... looked good and the effects looked good. I haven't seen 13 lives. I don't, what mm. is it? Is there a lot of visual effects? in that? I haven't seen that,
1: but apparently, um, apparently there are apparently it's a bit like top gun maverick. Cause a lot of people are saying about top gun where, you know, the filmmakers were priding themselves on a lot of this being practical or in camera yeah. effects. But, there's over a thousand vfx shots but they you just can't see them you know they're they're, they're so well integrated so some of them obviously like the, the the missiles and the bombs are clearly not real well see and
0: that's my my biggest gripe with this is everything everywhere because i've i've like read up on so much yeah. of it and they had such a small team they were using after effects to do a lot of the visual there's effects only seven and-
1: people wasn't there
0: i think so i think it was yeah. just seven people over like several months so yeah. super low budget and like they're the the details are so small like I, one of my favorite shots is her uh dragging her nails and the colors on her nails changing yep. like that's a lot of work to do yep um and then yep. all the time when they are going through the dimensions and like we have them sh- centered in the frame and like the world is changing around them their costumes changing like that's a lot of Shots that have to then be seamlessly mm-hmm. Cut together on a small um, to... budget
1: As well let's not forget
0: yeah I, I just I think it deserves Its recognition because what it does It uses the effects very very Wisely and yeah, uh, yeah. effectively Um because Ooh. they didn't have The money to blow like they couldn't Make 800 million dollar budget Avatar <laughs> mm-hmm. um You know to 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 do All that so they had to make every Shot that they had count yeah. and i i think that deserves recognition especially when it looks so good having knowing all those little details obviously i don't know that they take that into consideration when they're choosing these but yeah. it, it does hurt it it does and i know i've
1: said that the film i think is going to get nominated for the Agreed. quote unquote major awards however that said you want you know you, for, if if you like a film of course you want it to be nominated for as many awards as possible but also in recognition like you say sometimes it's nice to see that kind of ingenuity where you've got seven people working on After Effects, using YouTube tutorials to help them out, you know, getting uh, recognised rather than, and I don't mean to sound like Scorsese or come on, James Cameron, but rather than a Doctor Strange, which didn't it is certainly not the best-looking Marvel film uh, in terms of CGI. And I, sometimes you kind of think, it's the same when Star Wars comes out, you know that those films are always going to be in, in in the visual categories and the sound categories because it, it just seems to be like well let's give them we'll give you a nod there whether or not they deserve it but it would have been nice to see the you know the the, the smaller guys have a have a go but i think everything everywhere on the night will be pleased that they're going to get some big nominations and i know we're going to sort of talk more oscars the closer we get to the ceremony but um yeah so i've looked at these lists john uh, i haven't there's nothing really in here which i don't I think is great even like the makeup and hairstyling i get why all of them are in there completely uh best original song lady gaga's gonna win it but i also think rihanna might win for the black panther tune but um yeah there's nothing in there which i think uh, yeah I, I, I disagree fundamentally but there are a few things like, like you and i've just mentioned but i think i would have liked to have seen them in yeah as as opposed to those but yeah i know you've just said uh, said said a bit there but you looking at the categories overall is there anything in there that you thought that that had to be in there in, in place of this
0: no um i think i i've kind of already addressed the, mm-hmm. the ones that i think are um i was happy that i'd seen some of the documentaries and i was happy i've seen some of the uh, the international films yeah, not same. all of them um i and some that i wouldn't have thought of as international films i'm trying to think of which one um there was one maybe bardo i didn't realize was an international film because yeah, it's like a it's Netflix. Mexican. Um, which, you know, they, they, uh, Roma was the same way um, a few years back. I think it yep. was also. Um, but, uh, like, I've seen EO, which I thought was great. Is that the donkey um, film? It is. It yes. is a film a, a film about a donkey. I want to be. Donkey film sounds like there's other connotations if you've seen Clerks, <laughs> too. Yes,
1: yes, um, it does. And not a whole um, film,
0: but. Yes. Decision to leave. Uh, yep. I really liked. I think I saw your review. You were positive, but there was some you had some reservation no no no
1: it was uh, it was the opposite it was oh, okay. i i think it's excellent i i think my my kind of summation was that you know that if 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 there are any if there's anything ah, wrong with the it film it, it's yep. minor Do you know what i mean it, it's it's something here, here or there which maybe gets a little convoluted but the film's um, great
0: i love decision leave as well um i i saw close the a24 uh, distribution yes. here really like that corsage was was good mm-hmm. um i didn't I've catch got that to holy watch. spider I, I almost watched as well. Uh, uh, I I almost watched it. I I think I might still have a uh, four year consideration screener. I haven't seen it. Saint Omer uh, I was not for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a really long procedural like courtroom drama, and I was like really just not yeah. into like those sequences for some reason. Uh, which other times it does work for me, but it's just something about it I just couldn't like really get into. I I mm-hmm. see it's a good movie. It's just I was not engaged in sometimes it. Sometimes um, it
1: works. Sometimes it doesn't.
0: Yeah. Um, but overall like uh there's a few on there i hadn't seen that i was interested in but yeah no i i, I think you know um the song i definitely think that's so subjective uh like yes. music has always been real divisive anyways and like the the list we had a list for our uh, critics association that was way longer than this um as long as not too not too wins for r r r i am happy um, what a true, what a what a massive song that is um I, it, it just has to be in the top 5 so at least we get a performance during the oscars that like would that's, be awesome the minimum to me as long as we get that hey, I hey look, good.
1: good afternoon from spirited i know how much you dig that that's that that's made the final cut um carolina from where the fraud Had sing that's getting a lot of um
0: i like a that lot song. of I'm eyes Ta- on that I'm one taylor swift fan so yeah you know, I, I'm, I'm so in.
1: swifty may have missed out on the short film uh nomination but she did get in on music original song but no it's going to be interesting jb the closer we get talking more about who we think's going to win and of course like, we've got our bampy awards dropping in a yep. couple of weeks so that may also give an indication as to where our our heads and hearts lie but i can't wait my friend to talk more oscars the closer we get indeed
0: I- i'm excited but my head so me yep is completely different um and sometimes i go looking for headlines and it takes me pages of like headlines to find something i think is worth yeah. looking at you know because so much entertainment news is just like BuzzFeed lists. And I'm just like, I don't want to do a BuzzFeed list every week. Yeah. This took seconds. And I was like, hold up. What now? There's a lawsuit happening right now where, um, two people are suing universal for the yesterday trailer. Um, do you remember the film yesterday? The Danny oh, Boyle, uh, I do remember what that? if the Beatles never existed? That's right. Um, yep. So apparently recently within like the, since the movie's been on streaming, two people watched the trailer and, bought and or rented the movie from a streaming service because in the trailer, Anna de Armis is featured in it. She's right. not in the movie. No, but she's in the trailer. I haven't watched the trailer to confirm like how or what role she's depicted, but not in the movie at all. And they have sued for false advertising. And this case is now set a kind of crazy precedent because the judge has said that movie studios can be sued for false advertising in trailers. (laughs) Universal was arguing first amendment rights here that um, it's an artistic expression and not a sale of a product per se. Mm -hmm. Um, So like a trailer in and of itself is a short film um, selling you on the themes of the movie, but not inherently on all the scenes in the movie, which, you know, for years, people have been like, Oh, that scene's not in the movie and it was in the trailer. Yeah. Okay. I I have students who hate the first Dune, uh, like the Villeneuve Dune, because they thought Zendaya would be in it more than she is. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but that's not false advertisement, of course, there, because they didn't say she was in the movie for, like, so long. But yeah. the fact that now a judge has said we can sue over trailers is kind of scary.
1: It's mad.
0: Which... I'm just wondering how, how often and for what, like, cause now this is a very specific thing where it is legitimately here's Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas is not in the movie. That does feel like bait and switch, right? Like, um, I
1: mean, if she was supposed to be in the movie, but her scenes were cut, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, I mean, I, 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 it's, right. it, it's not entirely helpful and it's not ideal, but you know, if they just said to Ana de Armas, Oh, you happen to be on the same studio lot. Do you fancy coming to be in, in a shot so you can put it in the trailer, knowing full well she's not in it? Fine, but I mean, I'm sh- assuming that at some point there were plans to have her in. Yeah, there.
0: same. I I also assume that because that does happen. We hear about stories like that all the time. Where oh, like my Rose scene one. was cut. Yeah. So, um, but just to like to to make this where you know what what you see in the trailer, because I already feel like trailers show too much. Are studios going to get where they're they're like scared to show? They're only going to show the movie because, like, I don't want to see mm-hmm. a 30-second clip of the movie that I'm going to go watch every yeah. time I go to We're watch a see movie. too
1: much now, John.
0: Yeah. Even so, more, sorry. And, again, they're suing them for $4. So, like, are they going to get $4 back? No, of course not. They're going to want more than that. And I think that's concerning too is like what what are you asking for here like what is your your end game because you're paying for a lawyer to do this you obviously want more than your four dollars back and i i'm just i'm i don't know this feels real risky uh in the art world that we start to censor things like this i do think you know studios should be accountable for like false advertising in a way, but not necessarily the way it's being described here. I I'm not. Sure, I haven't had a lot of time to sit and think about this since I've, I read this article, but it is compelling. The link is in the show notes. I say, take a look and I'm going to be following. I want to know what happens. I want to know what comes next. Um, do they win? Because all of that's been said so far is that they can be sued, that the case was not thrown out for it. That like, yes, this is a valid complaint. So now will they win or not is the other question.
1: Uh, John, I'm going to be that guy. This just stinks of entitlement to me. I don't like it at all. Like, like we said, if a trailer is purposely misleading and the studio has been dealing in dodgy tactics, if the next Star Wars film, if we ever get one, comes out and uh, Ray finds is in the trailer and, you know, he's they, they show a lot of scenes of him and he's looking menacing and then he's not in the film and we find out, oh, we only did that to build um, excitement for the film. Fine, that, that is false advertising, but... Uh, I think having Day Armas in a trailer than having a scenes cut. I don't think that's false advertising. Having having Hulk running on Wakanda with the Avengers for in getting the Infinity War trailer, it's not false advertising. It's just getting people excited. And if you're mm-hmm. if, if your enjoyment or anticipation of the film rests on the Hulk being on Wakanda, then I don't really know what to say, John. Uh, like and Rogue One, the fir- if you watch the first trailer that was released for Rogue One, it is entirely different to the film we got. Entirely. Why is that? Because they reshot the whole damn thing, but I didn't feel gypped because I didn't see the scenes from the first trailer. Thank God we didn't see the Ira Bell line. um I don't like it, John. I, I genuinely don't because it, you, you, you're you either going to get to a point now where trailers are so mystery boxed that we you just don't get an idea of the film, or that we are going to see more in trailers than we already do, or a studio is just going to put a disclaimer on the front of it saying, you know, This this is a work in progress, basically. Some scenes may not be in the final film. They can cover themselves with a disclaimer, but then we're just getting into kind of silly territory. I don't like it, John. I do not like the idea that you can take a company to court because you watched a trailer and then trying to argue that your enjoyment or your experience of the film was ruined so much that you had to go to court because one person wasn't in it because they had a scene in a trailer. I think it stinks. I don't like it it's different if it, if it is purposely done or the studios who aren't exactly squeaky clean, but if they are doing it willfully and deliberately, yes, take them to the cleaners. But you know, what happens, you know, what happens if the, the, the Kang dynasty trailer comes out and one of the Avengers is in the trailer, but he's not in the film. Can, can I sue them then? How many people can sue before they say enough's enough? Do You know what I mean? What's, what, what yeah. what's the, what, what, where were we going with this? I don't like it. It's, I, I it's don't really, really ske- like it.
0: It's a scary precedent for sure. That's that was exactly my first read. It was like I, I didn't even have an opinion of the case itself. It was just like, oh, this sets up a new bar of what we're gonna see because people it, are gonna I look can't things Imagine, though. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like my one of my friends that I see movies with a lot hates trailers. Mm-hmm. He might sue just to get rid of trailers. Maybe that's his <laughs> hope. You know, like if enough people sue, trailers will just no. stop. Um, I'm
1: with him to a to a point. I l- I try to avoid trailers because they give so much away. But you know, sometimes you can't well, help it. Can our, you?
0: Our local theater does 20 minutes of trailers before the movie starts, and they start the yeah. movie 10 minutes late already. Like the the start time is always like seven or eight minutes behind. I think they're they are expecting people to be late. But it's like, man. It, other people are on time you know i'm on time i want you yes. to start when you said um because i'm start, scheduling my the film. Day. should
1: start on on at the time it says on the ticket that's what yeah. i've bought it for i want to see the film at 10 to 8 in the evening not 25 past 8 when you especially tell me yes
0: when the movie's already three hours long and then i got to sit through 25 minutes of trailers and commercials like yes. come on now um not to mention hey regal we're already in your theater you don't need to bombard us with regal advertisements like you know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, just start the movie. Anyways, that's our uh, <laughs> headlines for the week. It's our um, We'd love to hear your thoughts. So when we throw our socials out, like, let us know. What do you think? Suing for trailers? False advertisement? Um, but now let's look at what we've been consuming since the last time we recorded. This is media consumption, movies, TV, video games, music, podcasts, etc. that we use to pass the time between our records. Matt, what have you been consuming?
1: Um, a, a few things. Uh, I've been listening to the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast again with Josh Horowitz. He did a uh, uh, closing out the year now with a Daniel Craig interview, which is very cool. Talking about nice. Bond, talking about his other roles, so obviously talking about Benoit Blanc and Glass Onion, which is a film we'll be hearing about more soon. Uh, so that's great. I know he's got one with James Corden coming up, so I'm going to skip a week for that one. But um, I've also been listening to the Double Toasted podcast and YouTube channel. I find those guys hilarious. I enjoy their takes and the off-the-wall humor as well. Uh, for films, OJB, uh, I rewatched Train Spotting recently because I watched a, uh, a documentary on TV. not a document; it was a documentary on TV about World War One pilots, which was narrated and included Ewan McGregor because his brother. Uh, I can't remember his brother's name now but he is a pilot, he's a fighter pilot um, so it was Ewan McGregor was there and I was watching him and I was thinking these kind of l- older ladies and gentlemen, they're in their 90s I wonder if they know Ewan McGregor is actually Renton and not Obi-Wan Kenobi and then I just thought, you know, I want to watch Train Spotter. I think Train Spotting is fantastic so oh, I, yeah. I sat down and watched that again uh, in terms of new films, Joan, I watched two uh, because I I've I've spent most of the week just watching Avatar, it went on for that long I watched Nanny, which I know you mentioned last week. That Nanny is a uh, Prime Amazon Prime original. It it, it posits itself as a horror film. It's absolutely not a horror film. It's a psychological drama, kind of character study. And I was in for the most part. I didn't really like how it ended, though. I I wasn't as keen on that. But I think the lead actress is very good in her role. Yeah, she Um, is. And I like the kind of isolated feel that the film gives you. But I, I'd heard a lot about it and. I thought the film was good. It wasn't great though. Um, on the flip side though, I watched one of the films that is up for best international feature at the Oscars. It's uh, all quite on the Western front. It's a German film on Netflix. And again, a film I'd heard a lot about all positive. And I watched it. Uh, it's great. It's really, really good. It's, it's all in I German. It. it is, uh, it's about, um, four German soldiers, young German soldiers who, who sign up for the war effort because, you know, they're told they can be heroes i think they can be heroes i think they can win the war and then of course they they get into the war and war is hell uh this film doesn't glamorize war doesn't make heroes out of anyone it doesn't make the germans out to be the bad guys as much as it doesn't make the allies out to be the good guys it's just very stark very brutal sometimes very uncomfortable watch uh it's fantastic Very, very good films. Again, it's quite long. It's about two hours twenty odd minutes. Um, Daniel Bruhl is in it. Um, Speaking of the MCU, he's uh, Baron Zemo. World War Two, World War One. Oh, okay, World War One. So uh, it's yeah, that kind of adds to the the feel because we're not we're not really dealing with. I mean, World War Two wasn't the most advanced in terms of weaponry, but World War One I think was a well, you don't need me to say was just a ho- brutal, just war yeah. gas gas and that kind of stuff being used mustard gas. And it was that kind of warfare rather than you know, tanks, artillery, all of it's bad. None of it's good, but all quiet on the rest in front is a very, 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 very good film. Um And a uh, decision to leave. I, you know, i I'd, I'd want that to win best international feature, but having seen this, it's got competition. It's a very, oh, wow. very good film um but it is quite a powerful it's a, it's a tough watch it's not easy to watch you know the the real kind of horrors of war being shown to you without mercy and without glamorization or dramatization either for that matter but um that's what i've seen though jb uh i'm going to start getting into the festive spirit somewhat in terms of my films recently but i'm pretty sure i can count on you to have already covered them
0: yeah you know um i <laughs> i've had to tr- submit my votes um uh, so I went ahead and started wa- rewatching a lot of Christmas things, but also catching some I've never seen, but I did rewatch watch um, Glass Onion, uh, which we're going to be talking about next week. Um, but I, I did, I had a, a early access screener and I was like, I want to watch it again. Um, helds up. I loved it both times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so uh, some of these I've got to see in the theater, the Polar Express I saw on the big screen for the first time. Um, and I think that was a, that was a bad decision. Uh, really? I had it, it's, it's so much worse than i i realized uh like i've always heard criticisms about like the uncanny valley and like the eyes and i've never really been bothered by it like i always like yeah it's a little weird but like watching it watching it like on the big screen where it has my full attention i was like yeah this is this is scary like it's so that's much creepier than i ever noticed
1: that's um, wild because that's the one because w- we talk about zemeckis and mm-hmm. his his uncanny valley and his way of filmmaking and. F- Polar Express is always kind of seen as the one which kind of started it off in his current canon, but I never quite thought it was as as odd as something like Welcome to Marwin and some of the other things he's done recently. Yes,
0: yes. I've only ever seen it on the small screen
1: as well, uh, Polar Express, so that's interesting to hear.
0: Yeah, and again, I I still think it's... I still like the overall story and the message of the movie. There's obviously some things I don't love, um, but, man, yeah, I never really noticed how... Odd it looks until <laughs> I was watching it on a big screen. But then uh, there was a Fathom event, the 75th anniversary, which is wrong. It's and I was thinking this the whole time because I'm like, "It's a Wonderful Life came out in 1946. Yep, that's 76 years. Um, but they were marketing it as the 75th anniversary. And then if you've ever seen a TCM Fathom event, Ben Mankiewicz usually does like a like an opening monologue to set the movie up, and he's like, "It's the 75th anniversary plus one." And I was like, "Ah." <laughs> This is wow. just bad marketing. Yeah. Um, Jeez, yeah. Come on, but they—they they must have missed the seventy-fifth anniversary. It's like, ah, oh, crap. Let's uh, let's do it this year. Seventy-fifth um, press I got this. Is like the fourth time I've seen *It's a Wonderful Life* on the big screen. Uh, yeah. I, I this is my favorite movie of all time. Any chance I get um, to see it on a big screen, even if I have to pay, which I did because it was a Fathom event, um, I'm going to because I, I love uh, this movie so much. It completely holds up every single time. Um, I do think it is a masterpiece, and somehow, even though I've I've just looked at this movie, I've studied Frank Capra, I've studied Stewart, I still got new facts at the beginning of the of the movie with the uh, Mankiewicz monologue. I was like, I didn't know those things that you just That's told me. Cool. Um, so always always great. Um, I then uh, the next day I watched White Christmas, which I adore. I love that movie. Um, I hear Holiday Inn. I've read from a few critics that it's better. Partly because Fred Astaire's in it, which I did not realize Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire did a movie together until yes, yesterday. But I also I'm really apprehensive to watch Holiday Inn because there's a blackface sequence. And
1: yes, um, I rewatched it. I should have put it on my list recently because on our socials we're doing, uh, we're doing in the run up to Christmas now we're kind of we're dropping our favorite Christmas f- antagonists, protagonists, blah blah, and one of them is favorite Christmas songs. And by the time this episode goes out. You would have seen one of mine is White Christmas from the film Holiday Inn,
0: but which is wild to me that it's yeah. not White Christmas from White Christmas
1: um, exactly. But then having rewatched parts of Holiday Inn to uh, to, uh, to try and see make my list even better, I was like, geez, damn, I'm not watching this, I, I just I'm not finishing this. This is this isn't yeah, this is problematic. So yeah, Holiday Inn has issues. The
0: uh, so I've never seen film, that one um yeah well maybe the chain uh but not necessarily the same issues but nevertheless i i do like white christmas so i was always try to watch that um hmm? caught nightmare before christmas uh partly because uh they've just recently did an episode on blank check for it and um because they're car- they're doing henry selick uh selnick right now dan i keep messing it up because there's uh, uh, Harry, back Harry- in the day so yes. selick um but i i love revisiting that there's so much joy in that film for me um Caught National Treasure Book of Secrets for the first time because the uh, the Patreon episode of Blank Check was the Book of Secrets because um, they just did the two National Treasure movies I would never seen it. Yep, the National Treasure movies are pretty solid. Like they're they're not perfect, but they're they're dumb fun. They know what they are. Fun if enough, you like yeah. Indiana Jones, you like that kind of like ar- uh, the Mummy, like the architecture ex- exploration swashbuckling. Type vibe. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not as much swashbuckling. It's more of like Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage <laughs> around important <laughs> historical events um but it's it's good times uh re the original miracle and actually i guess it's not the original the uh the 60s miracle on 34th street it's my original i think there is an older version um or something i don't know when i was looking at letterbox there's other version i know there's a newer version i don't like that one i did not watch that one. i watched the uh the older like 50s 60s version um but then uh, these are some first watches i watched christmas in connecticut for the first time um liked it it's a little uh screwball comedy type vibe um it doesn't all work but i do like uh um oh i'm gonna forget her name but double indemnity actress oh uh, barbara man.
1: no stanwick
0: um, yes stanwick uh, barbara something right actually i think i think it is, is barbara, barbara stanwick i think you are correct um, i'm gonna check in the background and then um i look i watched uh holiday affair for the first time not knowing who the actors were <laughs> when i was starting <laughs> it and i'm like oh janet lee's in this uh, not blonde, Janet Lee either. Like brunette. Or, you know, fifteen years before Psycho, I think, or something like that. But then the the one that threw me in the, is the there's like a love triangle, and the other t- the two guy actors. uh the one she's involved with is the detective in Rear Window, whose actor name I do not know. But Robert Mitchum is the the other guy who you're supposed to be rooting for. But mm-hmm. I've already seen Cape Fear. And um, I'm gonna forget the other movie that he has the love hate on his knuckles. Um, oh, oh man, it's right on the tip of my tongue. But I've seen those movies with Robert Mitchum, and he's terrifying in those movies. And now I'm supposed to buy him as like a romantic lead, and I just it was like really hard for me to let that go. Um, there's a point in Holiday Affair. Where they a cop comes to Janet Lee like uh, he's been arrested for this? I'm like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Because in my head, I'm like, no, I was I was right to distrust him. I was wrong. That was a not what happened at all. And I'm like, oh, sorry, movie, but you have fallen victim to me knowing an actor for his later stuff that is much darker <laughs> than this movie. Not, he's good in it. It's not not a criticism to mention, but like I went in with a lot of baggage of that guy, um, and uh, yeah, wild. Um, but Matt. I, I like the Muppets. How do you feel about the Muppets? Dude, I dig the Muppets. I had never seen. It's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> I love Muppet Christmas Carol. I think it is the so, hands down best version it. of Christmas Carol. Uh, Michael Caine is the best Scrooge. <laughs> yes, and uh, But the reason I watched this one is I found out at the beginning of it's a wonderful life that Kermit does a version of it's a wonderful life in this movie. <laughs> um, and I did not know that. So I had to watch it. And, yeah like it's david arquette is your clarence figure yes uh, Whoopi goldberg is god um and uh they don't i don't think they outright say god but it's very clear that Whoopi goldberg's playing god um and he sent down halfway through the movie to to you know stop kermit from being depressed doesn't say kill himself but it's implied mm-hmm. um kermit wishes that he was never born we get the whole you know thing and then at the end everything is exactly what the it's a wonderful life does in its own way but i i had to see it and it's very enjoyable Joan cusack is the villain in in this movie and she's always so much fun uh she's just clearly having a blast doing it um caught the 1970 scrooge the musical um because i realized it was a musical and i was like oh uh after watching spirited i need another scrooge <laughs> musical in my life and
1: how did you find this one john
0: so, I don't dislike it. It's on a lot of lists as like the number one, like you, this in like the top 50 Christmas movies kind of thing. Um, I think Albert Finney is doing a weird voice. I don't love his Scrooge voice. Um, I do love what is, I think is going to be just a favorite song year round for me is I Hate People, <laughs> um, which is a Scrooge song, uh, that he sings early in the movie when he hates people. Um, and I found, I find it unbe- unbelievably relatable. And, um, really enjoyed that uh i didn't i didn't like the tiny tim song um so much so that uh i've never watched a version of of a christmas carol and thought i hate tiny tim until this one and it was mostly because of his song no offense to the kid but he he is not i probably intentionally can't sing they probably cast someone who couldn't sing cuz it's it's cute and endearing that he's trying it's not it's annoying and it's a very long song to me and i was like oh my goodness i want tiny tim to move Gone. on. Um, yeah. So uh but overall, not bad at all. Uh some of the songs work much better than others. I do prefer Spirited myself. Um but I needed another musical, Matt. I needed another Christmas musical, so I dove into Anna and the Apocalypse yeah. um, but that I've seen now, like I think three or four times. I i have listened to the score for that, or I guess the soundtrack for that several times. Big fan of Anna and the Apocalypse, a lot of fun to me. Um some of the songs are really great. I, I really like Actually I, I like I think all the songs. Um and then Matt, just an hour before recording, I watched a very Harold and Kumar Christmas for the first time. Yeah, have you not watched that before? I've not watched that one. I've seen the other two movies. I'm a big fan of the Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yep. Um I've only seen Guantanamo Bay once and I don't know that I'll ever rewatch it. Um I would have
1: had you down as a six to have watched this film.
0: Yeah, and I I, I, I love uh John Cho big, big John Cho fan. I'm a huge uh, Neil Patrick Harris fan. I was really into How I Met Your Mother, and I'm going to forget the actor who plays Kumar, but I I wa- Van Wilder was a movie that I liked way too much back in the day when I was like just out of college or just in college, and I'm, again, I've been a Ryan Reynolds fan pretty much from day one, um, but he's he's Taj in in that, so I've known this actor, Cal Penn, it, it came to me, thank goodness. I, I knew I knew that his name.
1: Tall, wasn't uh, he?
0: Oh, and he's in uh hes in several episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Um, at least a season or two of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, I'm assuming because of the Neil Patrick Harris and White Castle connection. Uh, his, because that movie his. kind of resets his career. Um, and I love the jokes about his persona that they make in all of the movies. Uh, the the biggest flaw with Harold and Kumar, go, uh, is it a very Harold Kumar Christmas is it's supposed to be a 3d movie and it's not one of those like subtle 3d movies. It's like the old school things are coming at the camera. Uh, a lot of it's CG, like coming at the camera too, which looks real, real bad, especially cause I'm not watching it in 3d when I'm watching it now. So it's just like, Oh man, these moments really make this movie drag but it's overly enjoyable. i was surprised to see it has like a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes though, which I was like, really? Uh, would not have thought a very, a very Harold Kumar Christmas would be a comedy that resonated with critics, but guess so.
1: No, there you go. My friend, you finally, finally seen it now. And I can confirm it is Barbara Stanwyck. So we are, yes. our hunters were correct.
0: Um, Night of the Hunter.
1: That, that is the movie I go. couldn't
0: think of, um, which I did think of. I didn't look that up. I just, I finally popped in my head. Um, but that's what we've been consuming. Um, any comments before we move on, Matt?
1: Um, no, other than you, uh, I know how much you enjoy Christmas and it looks very much like you are in the festive film period right now. I'm going to be joining you soon. I'm going to be I checking out more Christmas
0: films in the next couple of days. I have exclusively been listening to Christmas music and watching Christmas movies the last couple of days. Uh, because on I, your I've Spotify seen some, playlist? Yes, uh, our Spotify playlist, which we, if you check our last episode, there's a link to Um, might even tweet that out or something, but, um, I I did, I've, I've heard other people saying this, that it just, something feels off that it doesn't quite feel like Christmas. And it's because there's so much wrong that, uh, I think it's hard to like shift into the generally optimistic vibe that we would be in at Christmas time. And so I've been doing everything in my power to, to feel Christmassy. Um, it's not entirely working, but I'm trying
1: no no i know, uh, I know which, what you mean my friend it's it's not it's not easy but um the, the little the, the little you can do to help if it's watching christmas films
0: do it which uh, i think leads perfectly into how we're saying bloody awesome we have to make sure that each other are doing everything in our power to keep our bloody awesome levels at an optimal level so that we can continue to perform week after week matt how are you saying bloody awesome
1: I've got a feeling we may be on the same trajectory here, JB, but I've been staying bloody awesome by winding down for Christmas. Work is uh, coming to an end. Um, and with that brings, we've had the Christmas party in the lo- a couple of weeks ago, which is, I think, where I got COVID. Um, and yeah, the, the, pre- the Christmas gift searches are coming to an end now. Santa Claus is getting ready to drop those presents down. So kind of winding down now, similar to... <clears throat> what you're saying there is it's got kind of getting into the spirit a bit more, whether that's listening to uh specially curated Christmas songs on the playlist or watching Christmas films or just going out for a walk and seeing the lights and whatnot, kind of getting into that spirit a bit more uh, than, uh, than we already have been. I know what you mean. There is a kind of, there is an odd feeling this year where it's Christmas, but it doesn't feel as Christmasy as it has done in, in recent years. And, uh, you know that could be down to a multitude of things. However, when the day comes, I'm sure if you've got whoever se- if you celebrate, I'm sure you're gonna have a wonderful time. But yeah, for me, JB, I'm winding down for Christmas. But how about yourself?
0: Well, sir, I'm hyping up for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, Christmas uh, has always been uh, like a big part of my year. Uh, my wife loves Christmas and really starts like pushing for it in October, mm-hmm. which I know people don't like, but I, I embrace because um, I, I love. The optimism of it uh so we've yep. been going to like various christmas light things um you know driving far to like see like big light displays and we went through a uh, light maze where they built they built a quote-unquote maze with christmas lights that's very um, cool it, it, it was all right um it wasn't much of a maze i guess you could say it's like when the, when the maze is at your knees and you can kind of like see through everything because it's just lights it's like it's not <laughs> much of a maze i mean but okay it's a maze uh, the thought was a. Yes. I was like, I I did leave breadcrumbs so we could find our way out in case we got lost, but uh, we did survive. Um, But, you know, we've just been uh, hyping up, getting ready. Um, You know, I just went uh, shopping this morning to get um, groceries for Christmas dinner. And, uh, you know, like it's a tradition that we have um, cinnamon rolls and eggnog uh, for breakfast on Christmas morning. um, A tradition that my mom had with me and then I've kept with my family and Uh, My daughter is, this is her, the first Christmas as an adult. She's 18, um, as of April. So, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't not going to do it, but she specifically was like, we're doing salmon rolls, right? I'm like, of course, of course. Absolutely. So, um, it was cool. You know, those parental moments. So yeah, just trying to hype up. Uh, Like I said, I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies, listening to a lot of Christmas music. Um, some much more positive Christmas songs. And then some of my the Christmas songs are, uh a little edgy like I, my favorite christmas song is set it off um this christmas in parentheses burn it to the ground um i just think it sounds awesome i i don't necessarily condone the sentiment behind it but i enjoy it so that's i'm just getting hyped up i'm ready man i'm ready for santa to show up and deliver the goods
1: i hear that my friend i've been um i've been enjoying some hot buttered rum over the last few nights well which is i think it may be an american concoction of cocktails pretty much just butter sugar spice and rum and it's and cream and it's so very good it's the most that's how i'm also getting into the christmas spirit just what it's like a hot toddy one of those every now and then it Uh just tastes Uh like christmas in a cup and hot
0: well sir i'm glad you're getting ready uh you know you you get christmas what five hours before i do so you're lucky yes so Um, i
1: get i get the the odd honor of saying "Merry Christmas" to John when he's like, "Well, it's seven o'clock in the evening here on Christmas Eve." Uh,
0: do you say "Merry" and not "Happy Christmas"? Um, I, I,
1: I think I say "Happy Christmas" most of the time, but It depends who I'm talking to. If somebody says "Merry" ah, to me, I'll so say "Merry" back. It down
0: to the American, I get it. It's fine. Um, it's fine. <laughs> get, uh, it's you your know. fault. It's your fault. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> Felice Naviba. Uh, um, so. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be back, and we're here to finally talk about the sequel to Knives Out, Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion. I saw this the first time over a month ago, uh, and my full review is out, and I think Matt's full review is also out. Yes, sir. But we're going to talk about it, and I know Matt and I are very hyped to talk about it. Before that, you will get a spoiler version of Avatar, uh, where I'm probably going to rant about a few things that I thought didn't quite work um, story-wise, but... Not sure how much. We'll see. But in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on social media on Instagram. We are at pod, and on Twitter. We are at BAMP underscore
1: podcast. B-A-M-P underscore podcast.
0: You can search us up on Facebook at Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. And we'll probably be on some of these other socials. I've heard there's Mastodon and Hive are two popular ones. I haven't used either enough to know which ones like, I've heard if it's worth
1: is not great for UI and just doesn't look great. Whereas hive has been, well, hive has just died and it's come back again now, but it couldn't handle the influx. So I think hive might be the one, but who knows,
0: who knows? And maybe Twitter will just write itself and won't leave. Who knows? We'll, we'll wait and see. Dude. Um, I mean, forever people were saying Facebook was going to die and Facebook's still up and running. It's still going. Um, Technically, MySpace still exists. You know, maybe we should all go back to MySpace. uh, Simpler times. Top eight friends. You got to fight for it. Got your music
1: on your profile. Much cooler.
0: You can follow us individually. I'm at berkreviews.com and at Berk on all the social media platforms. Matt, where can they find you?
1: You can find me at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk and search across all the social medias, including Letterboxd, for what I watch tonight, and you'll find me there.
0: And if you like what we're doing here at the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, we ask that you take just a minute and give us that five-star rating. It helps other people find the show and we are grateful we uh we've had a a really good year a lot of new listeners thank you for joining in on the show uh just help us out by telling people about us that that would be the best way to to promote the show um with that we encourage you to keep watching movies and stay bloody awesome